right. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Start Down. I am Mike Pierre, your host. I'm excited you're here. I have a great guest here. I already know that because we kind of, this is our second round doing this, but we're going to dig in again. Um, I have Megan here with me, and she is from uh, just a neat company that's doing a lot of different things. But Megan, like I say, no one introduces themselves better than you do. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Tell them a little bit about who you are and what you guys do. Yeah, sure. So Megan McGahey, I'm CFO and co-founder of a company called Galaxy Next Generation Inc. Uh, It's an ed tech company that uh, does everything from classroom audio to school safety and security and kind of all the teaching platform mechanisms, hardware in between. Uh, And so we've we've launched two new products recently, uh, both related to audio and and school safety. And that's what FETC has kind of done for us this year. Nice. So we'll we'll talk about the audio first. You know, um, we've talked about, you know, with a couple of different audio companies here on the podcast. And obviously, I mentioned when I was in school or, or even here in the room we're in, right? If you sit in the front or the back, you hear what you hear. And that was kind of, maybe there's a speaker up front that, that you know, has loud noises. But what are you guys doing with audio that's different um, for both in classroom and kind of the people that are at home learning online? Yeah, so traditional kind of classroom amplification or, or, dis- or classroom distribution of audio has been around for a few years. The whole concept of, of the kid in the back of the room needs to be able to hear at the same level as the kid in the front of the room. And unfortunately, sound doesn't travel you know, quite as good as light, right? So there's reasons for that distribution. And um, we're doing all of that with, with G2Link, um, our, our launched classroom audio system. But we're taking things to the next level with it, too, and, and bringing the traditional need of all the um, education backing of research for the classroom audio and in and integrating it into uh, the teacher's ability to have that hybrid environment without thinking too much about it. So the teacher microphone, our amp, all of that is wireless, Bluetooth ready, integrated with Zooms, Teams, Google Hangouts, whatever it needs to be, so that if I have 10 kids in the classroom and 10 kids at home, I'm not double teaching or changing my style to alternate. I'm using my one audio system to distribute that to both and integrating all of my other products in the classroom too. Interactive panels, computers, MP3 players, you know, I just dated myself, iPhones, whatever the case may be. Um, it's all going through the same network and is all being heard both in the classroom and at home without really any additional support from, from tech. That's awesome. That's awesome. So obviously on that, you know, side of things, we've seen this in the classroom, right? And we know it's working. And then um, you mentioned kind of the changes and things of security as well, um, which is fascinating to me. How do you guys go from audio to security? Why is that such an important product to be offering in the schools? So one thing we've always done at Galaxy is try to adapt to what our, our clients need in that moment. I mean, even at the beginning of 2020, we, we came uh, to market with something called Cove Shield, which is literally just a desk plexiglass divider because we had clients that didn't know what to do when, when the pandemic first hit. And so we were like, well, we'll provide you what you need, right? And that's, a, that's kind of our, um, I guess, our ethical stamp. And, and really when post-pandemic and in the hybrid world was coming back to play, kids were returning to school, we took a step back and said, what does our development team need to do for our clients? Like, what makes our customers happy? And it was those two things. How do we hybridly make everything easy? And how do we make sure that schools um, and and teachers and students are safe upon returning after being out of the classroom for so long? Um, And so we we obviously developed the classroom audio for the hybrid portion, but we made sure that audio product is also linked into communication to the front office and further beyond into the district and even further beyond into first responders so that we could make sure it was all one integrated solution. So, you know, I got to ask because, you know, you seem very connected to the classroom and you said, you know, you guys started this in 2018. Co-founding this, how did this all come about? Like, what what is the genesis of of this whole thing and, and why was this something that was important to do? 
So, uh, my background is a classroom teacher. So my, my first job out of out of college was uh, I taught third grade, fifth grade, and special ed. Oh, wow. um, and I only lasted for three years in the classroom and decided that you know maybe it wasn't going to be a thirty year plan path for me. <laughs> but the passion behind what I was doing was real, and and that was you know improve student learning and and so you know I didn't want to just go sell used cars right so there was some way I was going to have to transition out of the classroom and still maintain that passion so that I could enjoy what I was doing and I worked in the industry with several different manufacturers um, grew grew my own professionalism up to management role and um, was fortunate enough to kind of take a step back um, in my late 20s and and not work for a couple of years and 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 uh, really focus on what we wanted to do and by chance, honestly, I met, I met the co-founder of Galaxy, Gary LeCroy, um, at another trade show. So trade shows are always important yeah. to us. Um, and, and we you know, kind of had a moment of, you know, why are we doing this for other people in a distribution type manner? Um, and that's when we decided to bring the interactive panels to market. Uh, that was 2016 in reality, and, and then took the company public in 2018 so that we could really focus on like a creative acquisition type financing mm -hmm. and grow the product line through that. Um, so we fast forward, you know, what, four years since then, and we've purchased three additional companies. Uh, we have our own internal software and hardware developers, electrical engineers, and we just really have focused on our intellectual property trademarks, value, and, and development. And so, you know, to bring two products really to launch at the same show was not an easy task, but we definitely have a team that threw it together in probably less than a six-month period given the need that we had for the hybrid and safety issues. You know, um, that sounds like an overnight success, if you will, in some ways. And I'm sure even saying that, uh, you know, I know this is on video. You take a deep breath. Um, it seems like a, a rather fast pace for everything. How come, you know, was that accelerated by COVID? Was it just, you know, your guys' passion? What made you guys really move that fast? Um, and more importantly, how were you able to adapt so quickly? Yeah, I think if you quit adapting, you quit surviving in any type of business. And so we, we literally have gone to bed one night, woke up the next morning and said, hey, there's this new need. There's this new story. There's this issue. And we've had a, you know, executive team meeting. And two weeks later, we have a development roadmap on what the product needs to be and what it looks like. And a lot of that has always involved our customers. So, you know, to answer your, I guess, first question is it has been very fast-paced. Um, and But I don't think you really have any other choice if you want to continue to be that lead provider and, and respond to the market. Technology itself is ever-evolving, as, as you well know, and educational technology is probably way more evolving than consumer technology because kids learn differently every year it changes every everything that happens in their life adapts the way they learn and if we're not adapting the way we're teaching we're not matching up right and so if we have to adapt teaching then we have to adapt products and um, and we really just try to keep on top of it every every week every executive call we're talking about what's coming next so you know you talk about that kind of you have to adapt you have to move quickly what do you guys see then you know um, coming up in the future, right? What is the technology or the classroom or, or what's the next adaptation that's coming? I think for me personally, it's all about full collaboration, um, a learning environment that's completely immersive into all surroundings and all uh, ways of learning. So, you know, from an audible, kinesthetics, you know, verbal, whatever, um, the, the student has to be in, in that environment to the level of uh, fully collaborative to all other students, their teachers, multiple teachers, multiple environments, multiple everything, 
Um, and I think the only way that we can do that, obviously, at this point is through technology and giving them an outlet and an environment to, you know, be kind of virtually involved in uh, field trips and um, different locations geographically and, and things that, you know, for me, learning in, in the classroom was never really my strong suit. That might be a, a surprise to some people. I wouldn't call myself the best student. <laughs> but, but man, when I got out of college and I was able to start traveling the world a little bit and then experiencing new things, I became like a life learner. I mean, it, it really was ingrained in me. And so I think we have to meet the kids there, the ones that aren't able to, to go out and travel the world, especially now. None of us are. And so how do we bring that world to them and give them that immersive education? I think that's where everything's heading. Yeah, so you're, you're once about it took me failing out of college to learn that. So at least you finished. Um, you know, as we look to and, and you kind of mentioned that, right, the, the inspirational moments or seeing the things that move you along. Um, maybe there's teachers here attending this conference or listening to this podcast that are like, you know, and let's be honest, the stress of teaching right now. are like, I don't know, like maybe I want to get out of the classroom and start my own thing or do my own thing. Um, or like you said, like, why am I doing this for someone else? I really want to go out there and make an impact and do things more globally. What advice would you give to that entrepreneurial teacher just coming out looking to start their own company? I mean, I think be true to yourself no matter what you decide to do. Even if you decide to stay in the classroom, you know, your impact on those students is way more than you would ever imagine. And so embrace that. And if you do take that leap to leave the classroom and, and start a new business, not for one second where you think that it's going to be easy at all and, and be prepared to, to not sleep and be prepared to meet people that you're not necessarily in love with and also be prepared <laughs> to meet people that, that really inspire you and give you value, right, in your business. So always have your eyes open, always have your ears open, always have a conversation on the elevator, you know, yeah. never meet a stranger um, and you'll meet people that will support you and take whatever business or entrepreneurial idea you have to market. Um, it will happen. You will will it to happen. And that's your only option if you truly believe in what you're doing. You know, um, and, and I ask a lot of entrepreneurs like this, and I, and I think like you mentioned the idea of keep moving forward. I think in entrepreneurship, there's that idea of keep going, keep moving. Um, but then there's also like, uh, speaking to someone previously, like I had a startup that failed. How do you know when you're succeeding and you need to keep moving forward? Or that idea of like, wait a second, this isn't working, we're failing, we need to adapt and change. Yeah, I think the moment that you fell at something and you choose to continue to fell at it and not adapt is when you know you've made the wrong decision. I think as long as you're making changes, and even if they're small, minute changes, anytime you hit that wall of failure, then you will move forward and you'll continue to be successful. I think it's anytime that, that you realize that you may not be successful in, in one avenue and you just keep banging your head up against the wall um, is, is when you're going to crash and burn pretty hard. So that, that adaptation that we keep talking about is definitely very important even in that aspect. Awesome. All right, Megan, well, I got some questions. There's no wrong answer with these. It's kind of rapid fire. So you hold on to the mic. I'm going to ask you them. Um, there's no wrong answer. There's ones I like a little better than others. But, but uh, you being a technology person, I'm really excited to hear your answer okay. to some of these. All right. So here we go. You ready? Yep. All right. So Mac or PC? Mac. iPhone or Android? iPhone. All right. Uh, Google Drive or Dropbox? Google Drive. All right. Okay. And now here's a, a podcast recommendation you may have. Could be this one. Um, I recently did do a Spaces for Learning podcast, and I, you know, did some research. Obviously, leading up to that, it was kind of my first one that I really got into. So, I'm new to podcasting, and I've just started down the path of following every person I can potentially in the ed tech space. So you'll definitely be, you know, one of those that I listen to now moving forward. That's awesome, man. I gotta ask, since you said you just got into podcast, do you listen to on 1X or 2X speed? I have no idea what that even means. I love that. All right, <laughs> good, there you go. So you're on 1X. And then a, uh, a book recommendation. 
So I'm super into anything market related. Um, you know, CFO is, is my title now. I was not a financial background person. Um, and so, you know, most of the books that I've, I've read lately have everything to do with the stock market and would bore the tears out of any one of your listeners. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay, though. Maybe, that's why. maybe someone has an interest. So what stock market book has been your, uh, your best one so far? You know, you're putting me on the spot, and I can't even recall the title of the one that I read on the way down on the airplane the yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just call it the, bo- the Boring Money Book. Yeah. All right, well, we'll make sure we get that out. All right, sounds good. Well, Megan, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. And as we know, we're coming here towards the end of the day. If people want to learn more about what you're doing or, or find out and follow you guys or find out about your company, what's the best place for them to go? Yeah, our website um, is, is fairly straightforward. It's galaxynext.us. Um, and then our sales team is, is constantly monitoring sales at galaxynext.us, info at galaxynext.us. And, um, of course, you know, contacting any of us from CEO to all the way down will get you as much information as you want. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. For more great episodes like this, the startdown.com. For more about me, MikeFiguera.com, and I will see you on the next episode.